Violence grips India's northeastern state of Manipur. Severe incidents of arson, vandalism and clashes with security forces were reported across the state. Coming up, we get the latest on the situation, as well as advice to help keep people safe and find out how International SOS was able to help people caught up in the situation. It was quite traumatic for them because they were seeing the violence taking place right in front of their house. They had sleepless nights. They were concerned about the on and off curfew taking place. Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading medical and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, this is the podcast where we provide you with timely analysis and tactical insight for your organisation. And in this episode, we're focusing on the unrest related to the ongoing ethnic tension in Manipur state. To tell us more about what happened, International SOS's lead analyst for South Asia, Pratik Cherakpali, tells us how the violent clashes began in early May during a protest by the all-tribal students' union, Manipur. What actually happened was over a legal and political issue between two communities, uh, namely the Métis people and the Kuki people. And the entire state went into a situation of riots and clashes. Although the epicenter was a district called Churchandpur, severe incidents of arson, vandalism and clashes with security forces were reported across the state. Given what was happening, what sort of effect was it having on people who were living in the area? Given that the violence was not restricted to any district, there were about 46,000 people who were evacuated and 26,000 people were taken to 200 relief camps established by the armed forces and local authorities. In addition to that, there was severe restrictions on movement, such as curfews imposed across the state. And this had also an impact on people getting essential supplies and moving to hospitals or other requirements. And the internet blackout also made it very difficult for people to communicate with others in the state. And telecommunications towers also being attacked meant that there was no coverage for mobile phones in some areas until it was fixed later. The major routes leading into the state were also blockaded by several armed groups, which also impacted supply of essential goods. And the security environment remained rather fluid because what was initially a civil unrest and riot situation gradually evolved into more like an insurgency-like situation where armed groups clashed with security forces and launched targeted attacks against rival communities, including abductions and killings. So it was rather difficult. The most impacted districts included Impal West and East, where the capital of the state is housed. So we have so far seen 140 people being killed in this violence, several thousand left wounded, and situation still remains fluid with attacks, protests and vandalism and arson still ongoing in several parts of the state. Well, the unrest that began in early May has led to a heightened state of security and disruption to fuel, food and movement across Manipur State. As our senior operations manager at our Mumbai Assistance Centre, Amit Palawell, explains... International SOS received a call for help on the 12th of June. One of the travel advisors of our client reached out to our assistance centre seeking support for medicine and grocery delivery for a couple of their employees who were stranded in Imphal, Manipur, and they both were local residents. One of the employees had a chronic medical condition and they were in an emergency need of medication delivery. 
it was a crisis situation for the client. Their senior leadership was closely watching the progression of this incident. So they were counting heavily on uh, international SOS for support. Given what was happening in the area, what challenges did we face? So uh, our idea was first to touch base with uh, both the employees individually. So our experts consisting of medical security and operations team, they reached out uh, to both the employees to ascertain their specific condition. While one of the employees was having a medical condition with uh, three of their family members, they needed medication delivery with certain groceries on an urgent basis. And the other one, while they did not have any medical condition, but they had an elderly father and then they were supported by a family of nine. It was quite traumatic for them because they were seeing the violence taking place right in front of their house. They had sleepless nights. They were concerned about the on and off curfew taking place and also the commodities prices because there was a scarcity of the commodities. Uh, The prices were also escalating rapidly. Well, let's hear now from International SOS's Head of Information and Analysis for Asia, Adaraj Mukherjee. He's been telling me about the security situation at the time and the important decisions we had to make to provide help. It was, as we've been discussing, it was quite a fluid situation. There was gunfire in the streets, there were mass protests. In a situation like this, you've got to sort of take a step back and look at the cost benefit. You know, there's a benefit to leaving and the cost of staying. Because, you know, it's not as simple as just driving to the airport. Of course, the moment you leave the relative safety of your house, there's a risk of exposure. You could get stuck in protests. There could be police firing, tear gas. So, you know, it comes down to to making that essential decision that is it safe to stay or is it necessary to move? And what are the risks to movement? Because movement can carry considerable risks. However, given the shortage of supplies, you know, shops were shut. There is also a, a risk of staying. So, you know, that's that was the key tactical decision that we had to sort of work through in terms of, you know, what is the urgency to leave and does it merit that movement? And Amit, returning to you, given the dangers, can you tell me how do we come to that final decision so we were able to support our clients where they lived rather than having to think about moving them and their families? So we rapidly scrambled our resources. We reached out to our service providers, ranging from uh, pharmacy providers, the ground ambulance, the transport providers, the local hospitals, The security team also connected with certain hotels locally. We were all trying to ascertain how we can provide a supply drop to these impacted individuals. We also have a good pool of our employees spread across India. One of the employees recently relocated from Manipur to Delhi because of this ongoing issue. They engaged one of their local contacts who was giving us positive signals of support, both in terms of the medication and the grocery supply. So we we were quick enough to seek approvals from the client. And to start with, we first delivered the medication. And the following day, we were able to support the grocery supply as well. Turning now to the outlook for Manipur, an international SOS currently recommends that clients defer all travel to the area for now. But our lead analyst, Pratik Cherekpali, has this assessment. The situation still remains pretty grave. Security situation in the hill districts of the state, we still note that armed groups are operating and they continue to launch attacks on security forces as well as rival communities. In the Impal Valley, the situation has improved. There are some relaxations to the curfew, but heavy security deployment continues. What we need to understand is that the issues that initially triggered this kind of violence 
are political and legal in nature, and there is no immediate resolution to these issues in whichever way it's settled. The entire state government, uh, I mean, there's also a involvement of the central government and the state government coordinating to ease the situation, but that's mostly like a response to what has occurred. In terms of resolving the crisis itself is going to be a much longer path. In the medium term, long term is when the situation can be handled with legal remedies and other interventions from the legislative point of view. But until then, the polarization of the communities, as well as the hardening of the stance and related demands over these issues is likely to keep the situation tense and the security environment will continue to remain a little more fluid for travellers to be able to travel into the different districts of the state. So for those currently in Manipur, International SOS's Security Director for Assistance for Asia, Noriko Takasaki, has the latest advice. Because of the volatility due to the unrest and then also the logistical challenges that we have seen in the past few months, we continue to advise the travellers to defer travel to the state. For those that are, who are in the state or that has to make the critical travel, definitely they need to be confident in logistic arrangements, including in transportation and communications. The, as Pratik highlighted, that uh, we still see the challenges with the internet restrictions and also that um, in terms of the movement, it's possible that uh, in the case of the elevated unrest that uh, we see the short notice imposition of the curfew as well. So that the organization and workforce needs to have the contingency plan in place um, for the communication logistics, but then also to have a really robust uh, stand first preparedness. What we have seen in the past, um, definitely that um, warrants the stand first preparedness for um, maybe one week, or that if you have a family, might have to have a little bit more to be confident as well. So that's definitely something that uh, we need to ensure that workforce and travelers to have in place and also to monitor the situation very closely so that in case that there's any notable escalation, that the organization can make another tactical decisions whether to keep the workforce there or to relocate the workforce because of the escalation. Okay, thanks, Noriko, for all your advice. And my thanks, too, to Pratik Churukpali, International SOS's Head of Information and Analysis for Asia, Adaraj Mukherjee, and Senior Operations Manager, Amit Palawal. Well, that's all for now. But just a reminder that you'll be able to access the latest information and updates on the situation in Manipur from our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres, available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.